The Mind Aware, 395. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll mm. get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but be with you today. <laughs> what I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will, and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello everyone, Dana Wild here, and good to have you here on the show. Okay, let's talk self-care, and let's be real. We know we should be doing it. Oh, there's that should word. We know we want to be doing it. We wish we could raise it to a higher level. I often said, like, sometimes I wish my full-time job was just getting massages and pedicures and sitting on the beach, and, you know, to some extent, that's true, right? To some extent, as brain trainers, we know that the more we're taking care of ourselves, the more we're making that time for self-care, the more money we make. When you feel good, you open all those creative pathways in your brain and you act great and you get good ideas and you build your business. And so why is it that we don't make it a priority? Well, that's what we're going to find out today. I'm so excited to have Dr. Zoe Shaw here. She is a licensed psychotherapist and she's a motivational speaker and coach. She speaks to people about living their full lives, having abundance mindset, uh, breaking through limiting beliefs, taking care of themselves, dealing with those family issues that sometimes get in the way and making them feel good instead of feeling bads and now we're going to dive into how to find self-care time in your busy life. Hi Dr. Zoe. Hi I am so thrilled to be on the show today and what an important topic. Yeah it really is isn't it you know it's kind of one of those things where it seems to some extent like oh we can never get enough but yet the Mm. truth is really if we would just eke out a little bit of time for some self-care, if we would start to like make that more of a priority, mm-hmm. I think it's really important. What are your thoughts on that? Without a doubt, of course it's important. And it's one of the things that I ask women when they come into my practice, what do you do for self-care? And many of them give me this kind of like blank look like, uh, I don't know. I know I should be doing it, but I have this and this and this. And then I start to hear how busy they are. And I start to hear how they don't have time for it. And I start to hear how they've forgotten, you know, what they even enjoy or like anymore. And so, yes, it is so important. And we hear it because we all hear oxygen mask, right? We all know the oxygen mask first deal. But do we actually do it? Very few women do make a practice of doing it regularly, especially busy women. Yeah, Zoe, you said so many things there that I want to jump on. You know, this idea of making it a practice, I want to come back to that because I think that's really important. But you brought up something when you said with that question, like, what are you doing for self-care? I thought, gosh, I wonder Mm -hmm. if people don't even know what self-care really is. Like when I was saying, like, oh, I want a massage every day, but... Really, self-care could be like reading a book, right, or walking in the woods, or what would be some examples of like things that you consider in your self-care repertoire for your clients? 
Well, I think that's an excellent question because it's different for everybody. Because for some person, for, for some people, self-care might be going on a run. For other people, that's like torture, right? <laughs> so it's different for everyone. And everyone goes to the, oh, let's go to the spa, you know, that kind of thing, which is okay and great to do on a, you know, semi-regular basis. But when we talk about reducing stress, you want to do something that combines a mental activity, if that makes sense, with something that's also physically relaxing for you. So when you're doing self-care, I want you to focus on your thoughts as well. And I can't really say what that is for each person because it's different. For me, I can tell you that I like to go to the sauna and, you know, sit for 15 minutes. And that's a huge self-care thing for me. But you have to go back to focusing on what relaxes me. And sometimes you have to go way back into your childhood if you've been super busy and not taking care of yourself at all. What things make me, do I enjoy? What things do I lose time doing? Those are the things that are going to be your self-care activities. I love that. Okay, so let's reiterate those points. Something physical Mm -hmm. and something mental that help you to feel joy, lose time, relax you, reduce stress. I mean, that's pretty specific definition. So I like that. That's awesome. That's something we can run with. Mm-hmm. And so like make a list, right? <laughs> and and, Absolutely. Well, yeah. and how do you find the time? Because I think that's kind of the core of this is I think people have an innate sense, or at least our audience does, they have an innate sense that they want to be doing more of this, but everything else does take priority. So what do you do about that? Well, you have to recognize that you will never find the time for self-care. It won't happen if if you're a busy woman. So what you have to do is you have to put it on your calendar. It's an absolute necessity, just like the other things that are priorities in your life. You have on your calendar. You have your kids, you know, piano lesson. You have, you know, all of your work stuff. That's a priority for you, and you put it on there. If you don't put your self-care on the calendar, it's not going to get done. You're not going to just find the time. So that's the first mistake women make is thinking, how do I find it? And so when you do that, it can help you get into what I just talked about, a practice, right? A practice of self-care every day, whether it's daily, a couple times a week, whatever it needs to be. But actually, you should be practicing some form every day, even if it's 10 minutes of meditation in the morning, when you wake up, before you get out of bed, or before you do any other activity. Yeah, it is. It's like that idea of waiting to have kids so you can afford them. You, you, most people, what it they're will doing never is, happen. yeah, exactly. They're doing all right. the have tos first. And it's like if I have time left over in the day, self care. But what you're saying is, and I kind of like this as a philosophy. Like I'm going to do all the things I love, and if I have time left over in the day, then I'll do the things that I'm going to do. <laughs> right? Like well, that you seems. Have balance. <laughs> That seems like a better system to me. So so the practice is really key. And so it sounds to me like people maybe start too big. It's that concept of, oh, I'm going to start running for an hour every day. Well, no, maybe you start by taking a walk to the end of the block and back. You think that that kind of shoots people in the foot where they don't get started because they think the practice has to be too big? Absolutely. And then some people are choosing other people's self-care. So if you are dreading that run, then that's not your self-care activity. That might be your exercise activity. I'm not saying you don't need to do it, but that's not your self-care. 
Yeah. Do you know what? It's funny how when you start to explore this, how it is a challenge sometimes just saying to yourself, like, what does bring me joy? And it's funny that we're using the physical exercise thing as an example, because Mm -hmm. I remember recently somebody saying, don't do a physical exercise regimen. Instead, just find something that you're already excited to do and do more of that. And then you start going through the list and you're like, well, I I like kayaking. Is that my thing that I'm excited to do? And I think sometimes that especially for women, and I can't speak to men, maybe it's the same for you too, men, because you get into the same patterns we do. But we get into these patterns where we start taking care of everybody else. And we kind of forget, like, what is it that I like again? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what is it that I like to do? Or what is it that I enjoy? And so I think some of that starts with mindset work then. Like, do you have any, any tips or ideas for how do you start to uncover those passions? Yeah, well, uncovering the passions, excellent, is journaling. And going back to what I talked about to begin with, think about when you were eight. Think about when you were a young kid. What are the things that you really enjoy to do? And on top, the next thing is that a lot of times people tell you what you're good at. And so people will say, you know, you're so good at this. And we often don't value the things that we're good at because they come very easy to us. And so we make the assumption that because they're easy to us, they're easy for everybody else. And that's just not true. And so if you pay attention to the things that other people tell you are talents of yours, like, oh, you're so good at that, and you think, oh, everybody can do that, that's nothing, that's probably one. And if you go back to when you were a child, remembering the things that you really enjoyed, or maybe in college, the time when you were a little more carefree and you could actually do what you wanted, that'll give you a little bit of a idea of some of the, the direction that maybe you need to go in searching that out. Do you have any tips for getting over the guilt that I think sometimes Mm -hmm. women feel when it comes to I'm doing this just for myself. This isn't about my kids. This isn't about the partner. This isn't about. Do you have anything for kind of quieting that crazy voice? Well, I think that is the main reason why women don't self-care and don't self-care enough. It's because we feel guilty, because we believe that we have to, well, we are nurturers. In our, you know, biologic foundation, we are nurturers. And so we have this idea that, that when we take time for ourselves, we are taking time away from our family or our work or whatever um, obligations that we have. The reality, and I know you've heard it before, but the reality is when we don't take time for ourselves, we're actually taking time away from them. You are not as productive. You cannot uh, come with the emotional space that you want to come to your family and your job with when you are not self-caring. And so if you can flip your idea when you start to feel guilty and you start to think, I'm taking time away, I want you to, to change that thought pattern to I'm giving them more time. Yes. And yes. If that. You just, yes. <laughs> yes. And I, I have the same issue because I have a tendency to stay up late at night because I'm trying to get work done. And I have recognized that if I just go to sleep, I can wake up in the morning and that thing that took me a half hour to try to get done before I went to sleep takes me five minutes when I wake up. And it's because I'm coming from a rested place. Truth. Yep. Truth. Absolutely. You preach it because I'm on board 100%. (laughs) And I love this, Dr. Zoe, because it's really true. I want to reiterate 
That's a mantra you can do when you're doing self-care. What she yeah. just said is you can just start to say to you, I'm filling my cup, right? Like you need right. to have that full cup. You need to do that self-care because then you are able to be your full, present, awesome, happy self when you're with all those other people. And frankly, you're able to do all of those like have to tasks that are on your list much easier, much quicker. So I'm all in. Sounds absolutely great, Dr. Zoe. I love it. Now, sit tight for one Thank second. You. I want to make sure that you know how to connect. I'm talking to Dr. Zoe Shaw. She is a licensed psychotherapist and motivational speaker and coach. Like motivational speaker, get her out there and have her do the rah-rah and get your people on board, right? You can find her over Absolutely. at Dr. com. Go check her out. When we come back, she's working on something kind of cool now that I thought you might like to hear about. We're going to talk about doing a letter to your senior. What does that mean? Find out in three minutes. I'll be right back. Would you like some new ideas for getting the word out about your business? Well, if so, then you'll want Dana's free wall poster showing you the 53 ways to market your business for more leads and sales. Just go to DanaWild.com slash wall poster or text 44222 with the word wall poster. That's all one word with no spaces. Again, online, that's DanaWild.com slash wall poster or from your phone, just text 44222 with the word wall poster all together with no spaces, and we'll send you the poster immediately by email. The best part about this downloadable file is that it not only gives you 53 new ideas for marketing your business, but it shows you which of those ideas are big lead gushers and which methods are free. Text 44222 with the word wall poster today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. You know, we're having a great talk about self-care. And for those of you that don't know, we are live on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And so during the breaks, we get to chat with our Facebook audience. And I want to give you a tip. The most awesome Kristen Carbone here said, dance is a great self-care activity. And I want to give that one to everybody because that will feed your soul Inside and out, right? Fiona here on Facebook said, feed your soul, and we like that phraseology, that's for sure. We're talking to Dr. Zoe Shaw, and you can find her at drzoeshaw.com. She's a licensed psychotherapist, and she's a motivational speaker and a coach, and she's really teaching you how to break through those limiting beliefs, take better care of yourself, incorporate family, do things that are meaningful and powerful for both you and your family. And in fact, that's what we're going to talk about right now. She has something new that she's been doing that she's really excited about called the letter to the senior. And even if you don't have a child in school who's a senior right now, I will bet you there's a way to adapt this. And so Zoe, let's hear it. Yes, I'm so, so excited about this. I decided to do this because my son is starting his senior year in high school. And I started date nights with him. And on one of our date nights, I made a decision. I'm going to write a letter to him every week. Not a huge letter, not a super long letter, but a little letter to him every week of the senior year to basically encourage him and who he is as a person and to, in some ways, also document this last year of his childhood. And so as I decided to do this, I started looking to see if there were uh, books or, or journals or things, and I couldn't find anything out there. So I decided I'm going to start 
a little project called Letters to My Senior. And I'm hoping that other women who have seniors this year will join with me. And I'm going to have prompts to make it a little easier for people who aren't big writers, that they can, a little prompt that they can write to their senior every week and send it to them. And at the end of the year, we're going to bind it and give it to our seniors as a gift. Now, we are going to give the seniors the letter every week, so they will actually receive it. But then at the end of the year, they'll have it down as we kind of send them off to college or trade school or wherever your child is going to be going. And, you know, I, I think most people have that, you know, baby book, at least for your first kid. But who has a book that documents the last year of your child's life? And so I'm so excited to start this project. And I have, I've started a Facebook page, which I'm just getting going. It's called Letters to My Senior. And people can join and we'll kind of collect there together and write our weekly letters. This is such an awesome idea. Is there a place on your website at drzoeshaw.com where they can maybe just opt in to connect with you and then you can tell people when this gets rolling? Because I think this is a really clever idea. I love this. And especially I love the idea that you give prompts to people who maybe necessarily don't know what to say. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be long as, you know, if you're not a big writer, but I'll give little prompts and that will help too. And you can even just put a couple sentences to answer it, but give it to your senior and just what a little gift, you know, this last year is a little difficult because moms are sometimes really on their kids to, you know, get the essays done, applications to college, so many to do's that we forget a little bit about the relationship. And so that's the purpose of this book. So my web guy is still starting a page on my website, but you can connect with me at Zoe at drzoeshaw.com. That's my email. And if you go to my website, there's plenty of ways to connect with me through there. I just think this is so awesome. I love it. And Mia says she's already in. Barrett says it's an amazing idea. D. Terrell loves it as well. You know, I know this is intended for seniors, too, but I could see where if you just get into this practice, even if your child is ninth, 10th, 11th grade, imagine what you could have by the time they actually do go off to college. You might have years worth of of really awesome things Mm. that you said and be able to send off. The other thing that I can't help but notice is you said I was on a date night with my son and I thought, well, that's a clever idea to be able to just make a date and say, hey, we're going to hang out and this is our time together when we're hanging out. I love that, Dr. Zoe. You have anything else you want to add about that? Well, yes, because when it comes to raising children in relationships with kids, especially when they get into those preteen and high school years, I always think that that. Kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so we have to set a foundation of care with our kids so that when we are trying to impart wisdom and um, structure and discipline into their lives, they are open sponges for it. And so I, I do that with my kids. I have regular date nights. Um, I have four at home. And so finding that, you know, time with them individually is hard in the house. And so we schedule it, and um, we rotate them, and we have our date nights, and it doesn't have to be big. We can just go out for ice cream, or we can, you know, go to a coffee shop or a restaurant, whatever, and just sit and just chat. I love this. It is right on topic because when you think about it, like we're talking about self-care. And Mm -hmm. so self-care is getting your cup filled up and feeling good. And then this is kind of an extension of this. We could call this like family care. Like this is the part of you relationship care. You know, it just feels like this is a natural extension of how can I have a more meaningful life? How can I have a more joy-filled life? And how does Mm -hmm. having more meaning and more joy actually 
impact my business because now I'm a better me. So I just good stuff all around. Oh, Dr. Zoe, we can talk to you all day. It's so good to have you here. Do you have a parting shot you want to give our audience before we say goodbye? Well, I would just say write down your affirmation. So when I talked about um, that idea of reframing the idea that you think that you don't have enough time, I want you to write down that affirmation and say it to yourself over and over that I am creating more time for them. I'm creating more space for my life by taking care of myself. Boom. I love that affirmation. We're all in on that mantra, aren't we? Thank you so much for being here. This was a blast. Thank you. Really enjoyed this, didn't you? Isn't it interesting how when we take pause for just a second and remind ourselves that even though the world is screaming, build a funnel, get your website done, make sure you've got a logo, uh, get out there and talk to people, and are you live streaming, all this stuff that are supposed to have to's in our business, isn't it nice to be reminded that there's nothing that's a bigger, more important thing you can be doing to grow your business and move forward and be a better you in the world than self-care and family care. When you feel good, you put the best you in the world. When you feel good, it's easy to attract business because you're putting the billboard for your business, the happy, relaxed, stress-free, fulfilled, full of meaning you out in the world. This is what we're talking about here at The Mind Aware. Feel good, act great, and we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware. I'm able and capable and willing and ready and able and I want it and I'm capable of it and I'm willing and able and ready. Am I giving to a taker? Red light, red light, red light. We are all worms, but I do believe that I am a glow worm. The opposite of self-doubt is clarity. It's that moment of choice. The big thing I'll tell you is it's your mindset. Oh, that is good. I love the bribe. That's going to sort itself out. (laughs) (laughs) Happy where I am and ready for more.